peace and blessings everyone this is christina and malika and we are the praying Praying wise club so this is our new podcast where we're going to discuss everything about wifehood yes yes and subsequently we'll be talking a lot about womanhood as well and family life yes from the black perspective it's important we mention that of course so some little um ground rules as you're coming into our show if you hear babies um that's just the nature of being a woman okay we have babies and they're here with us so that's that mm-hmm. and um let's have fun so i guess let's get started yeah exciting okay so i'm pretty sure y'all want to know a little bit about us and what gives us the right to even have a podcast to talk about wifehood right so i don't know you want to start sure so my name is malika muhammad i am a mother of four a wife an entrepreneur i've been married almost four years now yes but aside from my world, my wife and family-centered world, I am a holistic health practitioner, an energy vibrational therapist, and a general creative. And what qualifies me to talk about wifehood? Well, I'm a wife, and I want to know. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah, so we are just creating something that we desire in our lives right yeah so the thing is you know if you see a space then you can talk about hey i wish this existed or you can create it yourself so that's what we're doing with the praying wives club and that's me all right awesome so i guess that means i'm next so everyone i'm christina muhammad and oh my god we all have the same last names i promise we're not related (laughs) but we'll get more into that later on in life um so I am almost all the things that Malika is. Um, I'm a wife. I'm not a mom of four, but I am officially a mom of two. Yay to me. And I am a business owner. And um, I am also a communication specialist for a birth equity organization, which I am enjoying that, to be honest with you. But that's not what we're talking about here. So what gives me the right to have this podcast well god willing i will be married seven years this year um and like malika said uh i want to know so we're just having conversations about our thoughts and how we're trying to navigate being married i'm sure uh we're not the only ones who are going to think about this so this is where y'all participation will come in you know if you have something to offer definitely write us tell us about it this is, you know, I feel like this is a pretty casual conversation we're gonna have. So, for sure, um, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's why I feel like I'm qualified to talk. I ain't really qualified to talk, but I'm qualified to have the conversation. Just saying. That's right. I think the other thing that's important that's relative relative to both of us and the podcast is called the Praying Wives Club. So we are both um, women who take our spirituality seriously. We value spirituality, and we think that it's important to inject and should be injected into almost every area of our lives well every area of our lives and so because we value spirituality and we value being uh, wives and mothers and women in general yeah we're qualified yes (laughs) so 
let's get into the structure of the show. Of course, for this episode, we don't really have much of a structure because it's the first episode. So, oh, he is enjoying that milk. <laughs> yes. I'm not mad at that, babe. Just enjoy that milk. Um, so, one of our segments is going to be called The Book. The Book. So, this is where um, we're basically going to choose a book that we think we all need to learn from or maybe we should be reading and if you know y'all have a book that y'all think we should be reading we'll go over that but this book that we're gonna read is what i like to say is the quintessential book for wifehood yes it is yes (laughs) and somewhat especially in this day and age could be considered controversial yeah precisely (laughs) that point so let's get to the book already right okay so the book is called Fascinating Womanhood. Woo! We should add some type of claps there. I mean, yes. if y'all care for that, I don't know. <laughs> we will. But anyway, so this book, if you are new to this book, not really sure how, especially if you're married, this is one of those books that has been floating around for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to tell y'all precisely how many years this book has been floating around. Um since 1965 yes so like for real if you ain't never heard this book i don't know how you're living right now um i know how you're living you're living pretty good but (laughs) (laughs) if you want to be living great i think um, you should read this you should read this book so this book is by helen adeline um and this book is about how the ideal woman Awakens a man's deepest love in tenderness. Mm-hmm. My God. Okay. <sighs> All right. Are we ready to read something? Let's read. Okay. So just to let y'all know, um, we'll be reading paragraphs at a time. We won't be reading a whole bunch during this episode because who has time for that? Um, and this is the type of book that when you read it, like you need to break it down for a moment so mm-hmm. that you can digest it for real. Let it marinate, especially in 2021. Okay, so I want to address this too, right, before we read the passage. Mm -hmm. Because many people who listen to this podcast and hear about this book, Fascinating Womanhood, being around since 1965, would say, this book is totally outdated, irrelevant, and is not something that the quote-unquote modern woman should be interested in, right? Yeah. Um... What do you think about that? Like, mm, I don't know. I'm straddling the surface. I mm. feel like part of it, they might be right. They might have a point. And then the other part of it is like, uh, might not have a point either. So, right. I'm I'm in between. Mm-hmm. I like to say that I'm all for uh, the liberating myself from caring about a man's love. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also in a space where I'm like, but why would I want a man if I don't want him to love me, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I am mostly from the space of definitely all caring about wanting a man's love. I think if women are really, really honest with themselves, it matters. It matters to me. So, a lot of my perspective will come from the space of yeah. I want that love. I want that love and tenderness. And let me figure out how to make it happen. Okay. Well, I'm here for that. 
here for it. Uh, when they love you, they tend to be very nice. And yeah. Very kind. So, I mean, why not be loved? Okay, so let's read. So, for those of you who have the book and kind of just want to read along with us, so we're just going to start at the introduction. So, we are at the section where it says, A Woman's Happiness. <sighs> Let us begin. What is a what is happiness for a woman? If you are single, you may find happiness in service and in your own conquering spirit in reaching goals, solving problems, and personal growth. If you are married, additional things must be considered. Happy and healthy children, a successful husband who provides economic security, your personal success in creating a happy home, organizing your life so that you have time for talents and other interests. Fundamental, however, is your husband's love. If he doesn't love you, your life will be an empty shell. So let's talk about that. I mean, because that was pretty harsh. Uh, empty shell, like God dang, like for real. Is it that? Like, so it raises the question: Like, is it that serious? No, it, I really do feel like, not for real. Like, is it really that serious? An empty shell. Because I think about empty shell is like you're depressed. Mm-hmm. But you know what? For those of you who are married, which I assume, why would you be listening to the podcast if you ain't married or want to be married? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what? Let me not discriminate. Um. If you're married, then you know, like, when you are in a situation where, like, you and your spouse aren't in accords, it's not a good time. Not at all. Yeah, it can almost feel like death. So, I kind of get that perspective of the empty shell. Because it's, like, it literally is, like, one of the most, like, I'm saying like a lot. <sighs> that irritates me. Yeah, it's annoying. It really is. Yeah, you because there's no peace, right? Yeah. It's no peace. You can't have personal peace. Yeah. It is it yeah, it is painful. If it's the tudes going around. Cause I think about being single and if you're in a situation with someone and it's just not working out, there's always that option of like, bruh, I don't gotta be here and neither do you. Like yes. you get to step in for real. Yeah. But for some reason it's almost as if once you sign that legalizing document that all bets are off the stakes are so much more higher if the two of you aren't in accord it feels like you're headed towards death and even if you don't like the person right the idea of like oh they might not want you is extremely painful to even consider yes um so i get that right uh in terms of your life will be empty shell so um hmm thoughts should we move on to the next passage or do we have anything to add on to yeah this? we can i mean i totally agree with you i mean the thing is is right you got married you had a whole wedding you got married you said you love this person you want to live your life with them so of course when you make that type of decision and all the other aspects of your life now involve this one decision if it's not right then yeah it's kind of it's a it's a big deal right it can feel like that because you made the commitment and if you made the commitment you want it to be great i don't think anyone goes into marriage wanting it to suck so right it can feel it's just like anything that you commit yourself to whether it's a career whether it's a dream or a goal if it's not going the way you (laughs) wanted it to it's not going to be a good time 
So I wonder, I guess, from a different perspective of why it's even called a woman's happiness, because it's almost as if we're framing the book out the gate that um, our happiness is based on the state of our relationships with our husbands. So it's like, okay, a man ultimately is going to make me happy. What do we think about that? Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that is what it's saying. And I think that it's true. Whether we want to admit it or not, whether it sounds... It sounds bad. Yeah, whether it sounds bad to you or whatever. It's so true. Even when we, when, even when we try to compartmentalize it and say that it's not true, it really is matter because we're talking about it all the time, right? Yeah, whether it's, true. Whether it's coming from a negative space. Um, for an example... In the collective right now, the feminist movement and all this conversation on social media about relationships and loves, you have the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, the MGTOW on the men's side, right? Hmm, okay. Uh, I have no idea what that is. You, you haven't heard that? No. I don't okay. think I have, or maybe it's just the acronyms that's just throwing me off right now. But yes. What? So there's a sector of men that is basically like the male version of feminist like hmm. so what do we call that masculineness i don't know what you call it okay but i digress yeah because we'll go there so the thing is we're talking about it so even in this community of women who feel like independent mm-hmm. um we're feminists we're all about women's rights 75% of the conversation is about what men are not doing or how much they don't need men. Like, men are still, like, a central component this of that whole energetic. So, even if you feel like you don't need a man, the fact that you're talking about it all, the, that you're talking about men all the time says that there's this inherent connectivity between men and women and mm-hmm. our happiness is intrinsically tied to one another. Whether we want to admit that or not, if we can't seem to stop talking about it, right? then it matters on some level. And I think that we should accept it, that there is this connection between men and women that's inherent in our mm-hmm. blueprint as human beings. Um, and I think if we accept that, it kind of makes everything... Okay, so yeah. let's begin the process of accepting that. Before I accept that, I just want to mention how annoying it is at times where it's the conversation. Yes. Anytime you're having a conversation with a woman, right? Don't matter if it's your mom, if it's your sister, your best friend, some random woman off the street. If you're talking to them for just an extended period of time, a man will somehow enter the conversation. Mm -hmm. That annoys me. So I just want to say that. Also, I do think it is interesting how as women... That is typically the way our conversation shifts, and I'm not really altogether sure if that happens with men, if a good deal of their conversations have shifted around, um, not necessarily the, the stake of their lives surrounding whether or not we're happy with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um I don't think a lot of times they care. Like, they do care. Let's just be honest. They care. However, I think that when men are having conversations, and I'm just basing this off of whatever, like, narrative I've created in my head, because I'm be honest, I haven't sat in on no man's conversation, no random men conversations where I just was able to witness this. However, I do feel like they don't really be talking about women, like, that much in terms of 
yeah, bro, like, I gotta make my wife happy, if they even care. My God. I think they care, though. <laughs> but I definitely I think they care. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that brings up a good point, though. Um, that there's an inherent difference mm-hmm. between how women think, how men think, how women are set up, and how men are set up. Like, there's a difference in our natures. So, yeah, we have a natural inclination towards our men or a pull towards them mm-hmm. that perhaps their nature is not set up in the same way as ours and how we express our love and desire for the other person. Right. I think they definitely care uh, and it matters and it's pertinent, but the way that it is expressed mm-hmm. is completely different. And I think we should accept that. Okay, so let's accept that. Uh, it matters. We wouldn't be having this podcast if it didn't matter. <laughs> so we're all here to figure it out. Okay, yes. so yes. let's just settle on that. So let's see. Should we move on? Let's see. I guess we have time to move on to another paragraph. Um, I just want to let y'all know, if y'all for real going to be listening to us, this book for real is going to have y'all in trigger mode. But we ain't there yet, so just prepping you. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the answer. The answer to a woman's happiness. Right. Empty shell business. We're getting to that already. Okay, the first step to a happy marriage is to understand that all life is governed by law. Nature, music, art, and all the sciences. These laws are immutable. Wow. Interesting. We're going to have to clear that word just so y'all know what the word means. Okay, but let's, let's... Finished. We're we'll clear. Okay. To live in harmony with them produces health, beauty, and the abundant life. To violate them brings ugliness and destruction. Just as unwavering are the laws of human relationships, these laws are in operation even though we may not understand them. You may be happy in your marriage because you obey them. Or you may be unhappy because you violate them without an awareness of the law of operation. Through ignorance of the laws of marriage, relationships, much unnecessary unhappiness exists. We find one woman happy, honored, and loved, and another no less attractive, no less ador- admirable, excuse me, no less lovable, neglected, unhappy, and disappointed. Why? This book explains why, for it teaches the laws you must obey if she is to be loved, honored, and adored. Mm, dum, dum, dum. Um, okay. I want to say something about that passage. Okay. Because there's a word in there at the end that I think is so triggering. What's the word? Obey. Okay, wait. I hadn't even gotten to that point yet. You but you must know what? obey. The laws, you must obey. Initially, immediately you feel like, why I gotta do that? But you know what? <laughs> That's so interesting because that wasn't even what hit me at first. Okay, what hit you? What hit me is the part where um, she's separating the, the writer. is separating the difference between you have one wife that you'll find who is mm-hmm. happy, honored, and loved and no less attractive than the other one that's unhappy, neglected, and disappointed. So, um, it makes me think about, like, yeah, you know how 
<sighs> for lack of a better uh, example, when Lemonade came out, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh my God, it's like, if Jay-Z can cheat on then there's no hope for your girl. She's Beyonce. Right? So you, and we tend to see that in like pop culture or in like the celebrity, whatever. If you're just looking on social media, that you have these beautiful, gorgeous women and they be like having the most problems. Having the most problems. And you're sitting here wondering like, how does this drama exist for somebody that looks that beautiful? Yes, and they're rich. Yeah, and you know what? On that note, this ain't got nothing to do with anything. But I like to say for all y'all out there who are looking at people on social media and you're like, oh, my God, they're so gorgeous. Let me tell you, sis, if you put them lashes and that makeup on and find you a good outfit and cut your hair late, you will look just as gorgeous. Okay, let's just put that out there. Ain't nothing special going on here. We're all beautiful. But just saying some people put a little bit more effort into looking gorgeous, which I think is the more appropriate thing. Right. Mm -hmm. People who are like putting effort into looking good, having their body snatched and all that. But yet they're abused. And yet you have some women who they'll consider like how. And she's really like loved and honored. Right. So that was what stuck out to me on that. I'm like, okay, well, we've all seen that. But the Obey, I think you just took that to a whole other level. I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay, so before we get to that, though, I do want to speak to what you just said because it's really interesting. And I think that that whole idea of what we as women um, invest time and energy towards, right? Right. It's all based on how we define or our idea of who men are, who they are, right? Right. And... We tend to think a lot of women believe that men care about looks. Like, it's all about the look, right? Right. And so, we invest a lot of time and energy into our look because we think that that's what men want. We've all heard the phrases, men are visual creatures, right? Right. So, we think that the look is where it's at, but that's based on... How we perceive men. What if we redefine our idea of who men were? It's not, maybe they aren't just these shallow creatures we think they are. Maybe yeah. they have high values, right? And if you think that way, then perhaps the emphasis will be on something different besides just what you look like. Right. And you know what? It also makes me think about how. Um, who came up with that though? Did we ever actually ask men like what they think is attractive? Or, I don't know. Or did we ask like scumbags like, oh, what do you think is attractive? <laughs> like a woman with a snatch waist, a big butt. First of all, everybody likes that. Everybody, That's, I do. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> so uh, I'm not even gonna pretend to make myself feel better because um, your girl is working on it. But that's why y'all can't see what I look like. Out <laughs> to you. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I think that we don't really be asking men what they want. And I think that when we do, do we actually believe them? Right, when they tell you. Yeah, like, I'm cool without all that makeup or whatever. We just say that we're just doing it for us. Right, or we'll say, well, that's what he's telling you, but he like all the pictures he liking on social media is them women that look like this. Well, that's a picture on social media. Maybe he don't want his woman to look like that. You know what? I feel like I just got triggered. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
But I just thought about that. That is true. Because social media is like a whole other spectrum of like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know how to properly identify that. But, uh, yeah. Well, don't we all do that to some degree, though, right? Yeah, we do. We look at stuff and we be like, oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, that looks great. But do you really want that in your life? That's true. Like, I look at mansions, like really big house, like really big mansions. And I'm like, oh, that is so fly. That's nice. But when I think about it, like, do I really want a 20-room house? Like, do I want to maintain that? Why is it that black women always think about who's going to maintain the house? Like, first of all, who's cleaning all those rooms? Like, what if I want to pay somebody to clean the room, sis? Like, can you calm down? Can you just, like, imagine being in a big house for, like, for a second? The first thing is, like, it's too many bathrooms. I'm not about to clean all Because, you know, bathrooms. we like to do our own stuff. But, you know, is it that we yeah. like to do our own stuff? Or is it that we're accustomed to, like, poverty and the level where we can't even imagine having people clean for us? It could be. It could be that, too. Oh, well, let me interject this in the conversation, though. No, not necessarily. But that, okay, so there's the, here's the connection. Again, like we say, we're always thinking about men. Because yeah. I've heard women say, I don't want no another woman cleaning my house. I don't oh, want no don't another care. woman cooking for my men. Yeah, that is true. Now, I, well, say that. I don't that. want another woman up and through my house. Or if I hire somebody, she got to be ugly. Old oh, and ugly. You know, I have, you know, I have thought about, like, oh... I wouldn't want to hire somebody to clean my house because, like, first of all, what are you stealing? What if you putting, like, cameras? What if you work for the feds for real? Like, I don't know what you mean. It's like, you could be putting, like, hidden cameras into my bedroom. Like, I don't know. I just don't have the trust right now for that type of life. Um, so, the best luck to all of you who do have trust to live that yeah. type of life. But, I mean, I'm basically saying, like, we all, to some degree, fantasize and admire things that in reality we don't really want for ourselves like I like that on you like I've seen some lace front wigs and I'm like oh that looks so cute on her like yeah that's true but will I put that on my head no so I think we it's not such a strange thing for a man to maybe like a picture on social media and say wow but then at the same time say nah sis I don't want why yeah. you wearing all that makeup and you know what it makes me think about okay part of the reason I'm triggered right so uh, we like to have this stuff like oh if you're a righteous man you shouldn't be liking those scantily clad girl on social media okay I get it true however sis we saw you looking at old boys pictures <laughs> you might not have pressed like cause you already know somebody gonna be looking like oh I saw her like old dude picture but it's almost like, come on, we're all looking at other people. Like, we all see beautiful people. Right. So, whether or not we like the picture or not, if we like it in our head, we still like it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but, like you said, it doesn't mean I want that. Like, I've seen very attractive men on social media. I'm like, oh, okay, I see you, big bro. Uh, would I want to be with you? That is an absolute no. <laughs> exactly. But I think you look good for the picture that you just took. Good for you. But I think that's a great idea. Maybe we need to send out a survey. What do men really want? But as women, are we prepared to actually accept and believe them when they say what it is that they want? Right? Right. That part. It's like, yeah. Hmm. 
I think it's more so like I don't want to care about what you say that you want because that's not how I intend to live my life. So Mm -hmm. forget what you want. Yeah, but is that practical? Like, you want a man, you gotta care what they want. Uh, here we go with the whole I want a man this, um, how did I get married it's a question for me to be the one that's like they always saying like sis do you want a man like yes obviously I want a man um, nobody wants to be alone for real right so but I think there like there are levels to everything right so the thing is we as women what I feel we need to ask ourselves and I even me ask myself do you want a man as a prop or as someone that's all up in through your life and you're all up in through there? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's, there's levels to wanting. Yeah. There are levels to wanting. How much do you want to integrate with this man? And so that's why when we think about marriage and happiness and as a women, as women, our happiness without having the love and admiration of a man, our life potentially being an empty shell. I think it's very much related to that question. We all want we all know that we all want a man, right? But do you want a man just so you can have one with his muscles and he look he's just there or do you want the totality of that being of masculinity and what it represents on every level? Yeah. Um and that's that's it. It's, it's levels to this thing. Wow, we just spent a whole 30 minutes talking about this. That's deep. That is deep. This book <laughs> is... It is do that. But y'all know, this is just the beginning. So, um, it's going to get more deeper the more yes. further we go. Yes. So, do we want to continue reading or do we want to move on to our letter? Yes. So, let's introduce the segment about the letter. But I want y'all to marinate on there a woman's happiness. Ask yourself the question. How much is having a man or wanting a man or wanting to be loved by a man important to me? Mm-hmm. Or if you just want a man for a prop. If yeah. if, but if you want a wanna, then yes. How much is the flourishing of that relationship really weigh when it comes to your happiness? Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. I always say that. Because sometimes, as women, we have a hard time being vulnerable, right? Telling the truth, the truth, truth. Because it might not, it might not sound swagged out. It might not, it might make, might not make you seem like, you know, you that, you that girl. If you're honest, honest. But, you know, it's just your personal truth. It's nobody there but you. You can be honest, honest. Yeah, you don't have to write it down and like post it on social media, like, right? So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that's over. That was rough. <laughs> um, great. So, now, we have another segment where, you know, if you want us to weigh in on your situation, you can write us, you know, you can email us, um, and we'll drop the link that you can email us at, because right now, we don't know where you should send your emails, just to be quite honest. <laughs> this is episode one, get a girl to break. Anyway, um... If you so happen to think that we have the answer for you, or you just want our opinion for real, or, you know, send us something real, like, don't be making up no dumb questions for real, but write us, send us a letter, and we will write it, we'll read it out loud, and do our best to be civil and answer to the best of our ability. 
Otherwise, we wouldn't be having these conversations. But, you know, we'll be happy to direct you to some resources, some articles, something that you can refer back to to really give yourself some insight into how to resolve your issue. Yes. Okay. So, question. And we're going to name this reader Alicia. She don't want to be named. Hey, Alicia. Okay, Alicia. Okay, so... Going on the assumption that you and your partner both agree that prayer is important and you defer only in the practice of prayer, can you discuss how to get on the same page with prayer with your partner? How do you suggest incorporating prayer as a part of your routine? How do you involve children? Hmm. I'm be honest, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> I, off top, that was just the. That's always gonna be my answer. I don't know for real, but let me think about it. Mm-hmm. So, but you want to go first, right? I mean, I can. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so Alicia, I can't say that I necessarily have an answer, but I would like to offer you this. If men and women are inherently different, okay, right. You know, our girl Helen Adeline talked about the laws of nature that govern different things, right? So, if there are different, if we are different, if our natures are different, is it possible that the way that we worship and express our spirituality is different too? I like where you're going with this. Yeah, I like where you're going with this because a lot of times, women, I'll say this as women. We very much deal with the unseen realities, right? Right. And men are very much material and material and action oriented. Um, so it's possible that men don't naturally express their spirituality in their relationship with God in the same way that we do. And I think we have to leave room for that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and be careful not to be judgmental. Like, okay, we're Muslim. Okay. And of course, there are tenets of our faith. We are to pray five times a day, right? Yeah. Sure. So, <laughs> yes. But if your man ain't praying five times a day, do you like do you like harass him and like and cast him into the hypocrite? Uh, mm, some will. Or just, you know, he's not spiritual. He he's not. Do you just do that because he's not performing in the in the same way that you are? You know, I mean, I think we have to be like mindful of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, you're responsible for your spirituality, and he's responsible for his spirituality. And we all go through phases and stages, right? That I, I see what you're saying on that perspective. Yeah. But then it's also like that element that if he's not really fulfilling his spiritual duty to some, that's like a deal breaker, right? It is. Yeah, for some, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, Alicia, if this ain't a deal breaker for you, then you can listen. You can continue to listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I would offer too, was it discussed, right? Because we have to be make sure that we, the things that are deal breakers and the things that we, that we discuss those things thoroughly. Yeah. And ask the right questions and courtship. Because you can't hold somebody accountable for something that you you assumed right right 
based off of something that they said or what you perceived from the outside as a courting person or as a dating person, right? And then when you get into it mm-hmm. and you realize it's not <laughs> it's not exactly the way that you assumed it to be, yeah. now you want to hold that person accountable when... So the thing is, did you ask the questions, right? Right. And if you didn't ask the questions and and got proof, you know what I'm saying, of what that person said, then they didn't make you any promises. They didn't present themselves to be, you know, or promise you that they were this, that, and the other. You know, so you have to leave room because now you're married to this person. Yeah. So do you throw the whole man away because it don't look the way you thought it was going to look or he he doesn't express his spirituality the way that you assumed that he would or even that maybe he should, right? Yeah, you know, the other thing I'm thinking about, like, if if you did ask those questions and you're in a situation where it doesn't really seem like they're upholding their end of the bargain as to, like, what they said they would be interested in doing, yeah. like, yeah, we're going to pray as a family every morning for Fajr prayer. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's our morning prayer. Morning prayer. Devotional. Um, so, uh... But the other thing I like to think about is that when we're entering into the space of marriage, we have an idea of, like, all these things that we want to do. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like how you start the year with the um, resolution. Resolution. Like, oh, this year I'm going to do all this, da 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 And then once the year starts, you're like, okay. Life got real. Life gets real. Stuff and happening. I can't, I have to be in a space where we can shift. So I think that marriage also has to add that element of, like, shifting. Um, or well, I guess you could say grace yes. for us to kind of like catch up to what we say we want to do because for real like once you in it stuff get real like you don't realize especially for men I think the who are in situations where um, they may have had like one child two children or no children and then you're into a situation where now you have lots of children uh, how do you I keep up with all of this? Like, I can barely keep up with myself at this point. I got to get into a rhythm before I can even, like, be in a space where everybody lets wake up for prayer. Yes. I'm, I don't know what to do with my life right now. I'm trying to catch up. So, I think, I don't know how long it takes me to catch up. It could take, like, two to three years. Because, to be honest, it takes, like, two to three years to catch up to one thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yes. So, sis, if if this is a new marriage and you're early on and you're trying to figure it out, give yourself some time. Give both of you all some time to adjust. Um, because for some people, like uh, Christina said, he might, you, you know, he might be used to uh, it being complete and total silence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And going into a certain space in order to prepare himself for mm-hmm. prayer. And now that life don't look like that, Maybe a little throwed off, right? Yeah. Um, so you can ask the question though, how can I support you? Or, or first before you ask that question, oh. ask the question. Um yeah. do you do you desire to you know express your spirituality in this way, right? Is that yeah. something that you want for yourself? And if there is something that he wants for himself and he's just having a hard time getting into the vibe, then you can ask, well, how can I support you? Is there anything that I can do to support you in your own personal desire? Yeah. You know, because that's important. If we make it about us, then... 
that cannot like that because that's that cannot work out that's the same energy that we kind of want our husbands to have with us right like Mm -hmm. how can i support you so if it's a situation where you've had a discussion it wouldn't be anything to just be like hey like i know early you know we talked about prayer and you expressed that this is the way you want to pray and i kind of feel like you haven't had the opportunity to really like get in the routine of doing that how can i support this for you because i know you said this is important to you and it's um, not happening, so is it something something about, yeah, what can I do to support yeah. you and to create space for you to be, you know, able to do the things that you said you wanted to do? For your own benefit. Yes, for your own benefit that also adds benefit to the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Which, yeah, we'll begin to learn that that's really what that book is trying to tell us for real. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a great segue. This question is a great segue to, I think, what we're going to get to next episode, where it talks about acceptance. Is it acceptance? Oh, it's love and acceptance. Love and acceptance. Yeah, so um, hopefully, you know, uh, y'all would have listened to this episode and you're like, oh, this is dope. I want to listen to you. So, yeah. So, if you... um, have anything that you want to ask us or you want us to weigh in on don't forget to write us we're gonna drop the link yeah by the um time. yes by the time we drop the episode there'll be a link okay we just ain't got it right now okay <laughs> so um now i think that we're at this the last segment of our podcast which is um a woman's prayer yes so, uh, how this came about, honestly, is um, I'm not going to say where or whom we saw that because we ain't getting paid to say that. <laughs> we ain't getting paid for nothing right now. Right. But it's all right. We want it. We want for our sisters what we want for ourselves. But um, we kind of had this revelation as to um, praying for our husbands, yes. right? Because in most times, we'll pray for ourselves. If we're going through something, I mean, some of us will, like, the first thought is like, oh, let me pray for my husband. But it ain't in the way of, like, let me pray for liberation and excess for him. It's let me pray he get his stuff together. Yeah. Because I'm about to strangle old dude kind of energy. So we want to kind of shift it into the positive realm where we want to start praying for them to actualize stuff so that we never really have to get to the point where we're ready to kill them, right? Or yeah, yeah, that, I'm just being facetious, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, this is what the segment is about. We want to close the podcast all the time or the episodes in a positive way where we can go into our week knowing that these are things that we want for our spouses and whatever greatness that they come out with is also just going to reflect greatness on the household yeah exactly yeah so i mean this is a living breathing active social experiment what can happen in our lives in the lives of our husbands and in the lives of our families and community if we try yeah. active prayer for um, our husbands, right? And right. like Sister Christina said, a lot of times we do, but it's like for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord, help me deal with this situation. Or Lord, right. yeah. All the things. <laughs> change him. But change him for what? Right. Into who you want him to be or into the highest aspiration that the divine might have for him. And so, yeah. 
Sometimes we try everything as wives, as mothers, but praying for our husbands in a way that is affirmative and expanding, expansive. Um, yeah. So that's what this show is all about. Okay. So we end with a prayer. And we all going to work this prayer, honey. We're going to work this prayer. Okay. And we're going to see what happens. So let's see. I am praying for... Um, I'm praying for rest mm, for my husband. That's beautiful. Um, I am praying for release of uh, grief and anxiety. Particularly anxiety. I know that... Um, you know, uh, I'm saying a lot of stuff to just fill space while I think about what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, no, but for real, I, I'm praying for rest, um, the removal of anxiety, the removal of grief, grief this week. Um, I want my husband to um, reconnect with himself um, in a way where he feels rejuvenated that mentally and emotionally emotionally rejuvenated that he can better on better take on the work that he needs to take on for the next stage of our life Mm. so um i'm definitely going to get my rest the best that i can Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that you know that his mind will stop racing this week i'm praying that his mind that you ease his mind so that he's not racing thinking about the next thing that gotta be done because sometimes for real you just need to take a break and do something fun mm-hmm. you know i think he does plenty of things fun okay? mm-hmm. like playing the game that's fun for them <laughs> your girl is the one that needs yeah. to find something fun to do <laughs> that's so interesting because i read uh, a quote that said that playing video games for men is a, is spiritual. It's a spiritual thing for them. I'll be honest. I feel like all black men probably just <laughs> play games. And it's like a way to exercise their courage. It's like cur- an act of courage. Like this simulation. Yeah. I believe it. Overcoming obstacles. But as women, we don't understand that. <laughs> you know, and it's so, it's so deep that you said that because I legit feel that way. And I... I, I mean... Okay, I might get a little irritated with the game at times because I feel like if real life is happening and I need you in real time, I need mm-hmm. you to, like, I realize that games are online now and you playing with people in real time, but this is real life, right? However, I feel like black men probably should participate in some level of gaming because I, I think that we have, they have been so, like, rejected and removed from the space of having control mm-hmm. over their life in the situations that they had to encounter daily when they leave the door, whether they're on a job that somebody else is dictating what they're doing, that some I feel like it brings a little stability when you can go into a space where you have control of for the outcomes. Yes, and you can exercise, you can act out your masculinity in whichever way you desire without there being an inherent reservation yes right (laughs) or that um repercussion right and i think that yes get the aggression out take charge of you know control whatever scenario you will have so that when you are in a space where you 
are with your family, you can be in touch with your feminine side. Because, you know, everything that has occurred to you out there, you've had the opportunity to release it through violence in the game. <laughs> uh, get violent with the people in the game. It's not with your wives. Okay, yeah. that part. So, uh, Malika, what are you, um, you know, what are you praying, praying for? for? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this week I am praying for courage. Okay. Yes, courage. Um, and for me, this is a really, it's a challenge for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I think about a lot of times as women, and I know for me, like we want the security component, mm-hmm. right? Of wanting to be secure in your family life your finances, all of these things. Sometimes our desire for security Mm -hmm. can stifle our husbands in their desire to expand, right? Because expansion requires risk. Yeah. Right? Yes. And sometimes when we security, 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 right? They can be conflicted about trying to do new things or venturing to do new things because if I do this and it doesn't work out, I jeopardize my family's security. So I'm going to play it small. Right. Right. Um, so for me, and I know I'm, I'm a big person on security, right? So my prayer for my husband this week is actually a challenge for me. All right. right well, let's get it's a, it. It's a subtle undergirding prayer for myself. So I'm praying for courage. Okay. I pray that I ask the Lord, the divine Allah, to bless my husband with the courage to step out on the true desires of his heart. Okay. Um, that he have the courage to to look any obstacle that's coming against him in the face and to overcome it and to strive for bigger and better and bolder, make take bolder actions and to be courageous. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's going to take work from you, for you, to create the space for that to happen. Yeah, yep, yep. So, uh, we're going to pray for you, too. Thank you. Okay, so, um, yeah, so our time is winding down. Um, The clock makes sure to tell us we only got 60 minutes. Mm. So, um, if there's nothing else, is there anything else? Did we cover it all? Yeah, I think this was great. So, I'm so happy that you're listening, that you tuned in. I pray that you become a part of the Brain Wives Club. Yes. And um, for now, keep praying for your husbands. Keep praying for your children. And most importantly, pray pray for for yourself. yourself. (laughs) All right. Peace and blessings, everyone.